episode number 181. Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) If you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. Hello, I am wanting to share with you a little story today. I want to give you an example of a lawyer who was able to pivot into a, an unconventional role. And I want to talk about some of the things that she did to make that possible. And I'm excited to talk about one particular lawyer who was able to, to pivot recently, um, who went through one of my programs. So the reason why I'm sharing this example is that oftentimes we can hear that things are possible, but then if we don't see an example of it, it's hard to really truly believe that is possible. And when you don't see an example from someone who's in a similar space to you, it's easy to say, well, it's okay for them because they're in that industry. It's okay for them because they're, and, you know, dismiss it because the person is in a different space to where you are. And so if you are a lawyer watching this, I wanted to share this example with you um, to demonstrate why and how it is possible for you to be able to move into a different role without necessarily having to go and retrain and do something completely different, but by leveraging the skill set that you already have right now. She had a belief that I hear from a lot of people. So often the belief is that if you want to move into work that is more fulfilling and that is more meaningful and that feels more impactful for you, you're going to have to do something that's completely different from the legal path that you have started on. So she had been in her career, she started off in private practice, she'd worked really hard to get to where she was and she had done some testing. So she had taken some different roles, kind of created a portfolio career for herself and was working in different ways, but was still feeling like something was missing was still feeling like this wasn't exactly what she wanted to do or how she wanted to go about moving her career forward but she wasn't sure what else she might so she was thinking about doing stuff in different industries or perhaps she'd have to change completely and she was just in a place where she knows she knew she wanted to have more of an impact she wanted to do something that was more meaningful and she was feeling underutilized so she wanted to feel like she was using her skill set fully and that she was fully contributing to the place that she was in. So that's that's where she was. That's how she was feeling. So when she came into the program, she was a bit sceptical as to whether or not it was going to be possible for her to figure out what else she might do, because this has been an issue for her for a long time. Um, and so I want to share with you the three things that she really had to pay attention to that allowed her to identify and then move into a different type of role. So the first thing that she had to do was really understand herself better. And it might sound a bit cliche, like you need to know yourself. But honestly, there are so many people who have been so busy in their careers, just doing the next thing, falling into the next opportunity, following the path that has been laid out to them, that they don't actually know themselves at this stage right now. Think about it. You finish university, 
you take your traineeship as a trainee lawyer and then you go and you're working towards being an associate and then you go and you're working towards being a senior associate. So you're following in the path and you're doing the things that are required of you to be in that role. So I know for me, when I started out as a lawyer, it was like, okay, in order to be a lawyer, I'm looking around, I'm looking to my left, I'm looking to the right. This is what I need to do. These are the behaviours that I need to adopt. This is how I need to show up. This is who I need to be in order to be successful in this role. Hey, 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 I am interrupting this episode to let you know that applications are now open for the Career Changemaker program. If you are a lawyer and you know that where you are right now is not working for you and you want to figure out what the next best move is for you and how to strategically position yourself for a new opportunity without having to take a pay cut, without having to start at the bottom, you need to be in this cohort because the May cohort is really um, going to be dedicated to supporting lawyers. And the reason why I want to do that is it's one year since I left my legal career is one year since I fully went into what it is that I want to do. And it's been a brilliant journey. And I want to support as many professional women as I can, and particularly lawyers in this May cohort of this program. So if that's you, as you're listening to this, if you know that you want to be making a move and you've been procrastinating around it, you haven't been sure how to move forward or you've been trying to move, but it's not working, then go and make your application. Head over to www.careerchangemakers.com forward slash CCM program. That's www.careerchangemakers.com forward slash CCM program. Submit your application. I will review it. And then you will be invited to go through a career change assessment that's going to help you to see where you need to be focusing your energies and we will determine whether or not the program is a good fit for you. Okay, so go make your application. But oftentimes that's what happens. You're looking around and you're saying, okay, if if I have this title, then this is how I need to show up. So what happens is there are a number of learned behaviours that we develop in our careers, and those learned behaviours serve us well because they allow us to operate in the environment that we've been put in, and they allow us to perform. But the problem comes when that those learned behaviours aren't always aligned with what our true strengths are. So we learn how to show up. We learn how to speak. We learn what to say. We learn how to navigate our way through certain environments. But are those things that you've learned aligned with who you actually are as a person and how you would typically show up if those things were not required of you? So when I say it's important to have self-awareness and and understand yourself, it's understanding your true self. So not just the self that shows up at work and does what you're supposed to be doing because you're paid to do it, but the self that you are outside of work. So the first stage in the process that Liz followed was to really understand herself. And that included understanding what her strengths are and her true strengths and understanding what her values were. And doing that work wasn't easy. It really uncovered some new insight for her and some things that were a bit uncomfortable for her and some information that she felt like, oh, what do I do with this? Like, I think one of her strengths was legacy. And she was saying, well, I don't know, like, how am I using that? Or how should I be using that? Um, But really diving in and understanding who you are and what you bring to the table is so, so valuable one for you. But then also when it comes to you being able to position yourself and sell yourself to opportunities, you know what your strengths are means that you know how you can leverage them and you know how they can contribute to the success of an organization. So that was the first thing that she did to spend a lot of time just diving inwards and really understanding herself. The second thing that she did was to really address the beliefs around what good would look like. So when we were thinking about, okay, you're not happy where you are right now, where is it that you want to go? She had to really identify what would be good without putting the filters on. 
Because sometimes you could say, oh, you know, I'd love to be in an environment where I could do this, this and this, but that's not realistic. That's not realistic. So because it's not realistic, I'm not even going to go there, right? So for her, it was about saying, well, what does good actually look like? Let me take myself out of the realms of the constraints and just say, in an ideal world, what type of environment would I thrive in? What type of people would I be working with? What type of work would I be doing? What type of things would I be exposed to? What kinds of interests would I be able to develop? right? So she's really looking at what would good look like in an ideal world. And so when she was able to identify, okay, this is what I would like to be able to do. I don't even know if this type of role exists, but I know that if given what I now know about myself in step one, if I was able to put myself in an environment that was like this, then that would allow me to feel more aligned and excited about the work that I'm doing. So that was stage two, her really getting clear on what good actually looks like for her. So we just did work around her workplace preferences and people inside the program go through a DISC assessment, which helps them to identify where they would fit best and what types of environments are more aligned to them as, as people. And so she took the insights gained from that DISC assessment. She took the insights gained from um, various other stages that we go through inside of the program so that she could paint a picture of what ideal looked like. So she got to the place where she was really aware of who she was and then very aware of the type of role that would be good. And then she was saying, OK, well, this sounds good, but then what's out there? And that takes me to the third thing. The third phase is really expanding your understanding and your knowledge about what is available. Oftentimes we have our blinkers on when we're in our careers. We're just head down, doing what we do, doing it how we do it, doing it where we do it, do it with the people who we do it with, right? And don't always or often take the time to look outside of that and look at what else is going on. Really consider the current landscape that we're in and how industry is changing and how opportunities are moving and how new opportunities are being developed all of the time because of innovation and because of change. And so in the third phase, it was about her really looking at what other roles are available and positioning herself so that she could be she could be referred for opportunities so that people knew and understood the type of role she was looking for. So she was able to take the awareness that she gained in, in the second step and then she was able to share what it was that she was looking for. And I remember when she came to me with, and we were having a discussion about the job spec for the role that she ended up in. And we were both in agreement that this was so, so well aligned to her. It was well aligned to what she identified in step one and well aligned to what she had identified in step two. And so she knew that this was an ideal opportunity for her. So rather than taking the approach that she used to take, to opportunities where it's like oh you know it sounds good or I'll give it a go we'll see how it goes it was more yes this this sounds very 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 much like it's going to be a good fit and so she went for it and the role that she ended up moving into was a client relationship manager role within a startup that is a legal consultancy and um, that deals with lots of different companies and organizations and so she's now able to marry her legal skills with the business skills that she also developed through a lot of the other projects and other roles that she had taken on when she was developing her portfolio career. So she was able to take the best of her knowledge and experience on the legal side and couple that with all of the interests and passions that she had on the business side. And that together made her an ideal candidate for this role that she went into. So that's an unconventional role. That's not a role that you would often consider, right? Like normally when we think about alternatives in the legal space, it's if you're in private practice, the alternative for you is to either go in-house or the alternative, which is a new alternative, 
relatively speaking, is to become a consultant. But there are lots of other roles that could be available and are possible if only you know what they are, right? And if only you're exposed to them. And so she's been able to transition to, into that role and she's now settling into it. And of course, whenever you go into a new role, there is an element of like, oh, can I really do this? Is it really possible? And that's where the coaching and guidance can come in to really help you to see how you need to be setting stuff up for success, the mindset hurdles you need to go through and what you need to be doing so that you can really show up the way that you want to show up. But ultimately, her following those three steps of her understanding herself better, of her getting really clear on what type of role would be ideal for her. And then thirdly, her being exposed to and understanding what was available allowed her to move into an unconventional role that is very much aligned to her that she is super, super excited about. And so I want to encourage you that if you are in a place where you're saying, I don't really think I'm going to be able to find the type of fulfillment that I want to find, or I'm not going to be able to make the type of impact that I want to make, or I'm not going to find the meaning that I want to find inside of the work that I do without me going and doing something completely different. Like think again, think again, because it is totally possible for you to identify opportunities that are, that are close enough to what it is that you're doing right now that you don't have to like start all over again, or even if they're not close, understanding how to position yourself so that you can transition into a different role without you having to start over. Like there is so much, so much value that you can already bring. Such a broad skill set, such a, such a broad level of experience that you've gained so far in your career that you get to use and that you get to leverage if only you know how to package it if only you know how to position it Um, and so if packaging and positioning your experience is a challenge for you then get support with that just because you don't know how to do something doesn't mean it's not possible and so I encourage you to think bigger think outside the box if you know that you want to make a change and you're struggling to know what that change looks like and really diving into the four-part process that I guide clients through inside of my um, coaching program that coaching program enrollment is currently open and we're we're kicking off in, in on the 23rd of May so that's all I want to share for you if you enjoyed today's conversation be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our Career Changemakers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there. Head over to lightbotscoaching.com forward slash community and it will take you right to the group. I look forward to seeing you.